Welcome to day 185, uh, shaped by the word. Uh, we're in our third season together, the story of prophets, and uh, we're reading through Jeremiah. Jeremiah is a, uh, is a transition between you know the prosperity of Judah to the time that they go into exile. And you remember from our story as we went you know, through the entire narrative of Scripture that Israel has already become a divided kingdom. And uh, the southern kingdom, the northern kingdom, rather, has already been you know, defeated by Assyria, and it's been scattered among the nations. So there's a small remnant you know, left in honor of David, who reigned over the king, you know, over the kingdom in Judah. And so this is his home tribe and, and also the tribe Benjamin. But now these are about to be uh, taken into exile uh, because of their unfaithfulness to God and to his, uh, to his covenant. So Jeremiah is transitioning them from a time of great prosperity, even a brief moment of revival to the time that God's judgment will be fully enacted. They've already had a lot of their, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of their nobles have already gone into exile. Some of the riches of the temple have already gone into exile. And of course, it will be an even more complete destruction of the entire city and a taking of the wealth and a taking of the people mm-hmm. you know, to Babylon. So Jeremiah is battling the tension between those prophets uh, you know, that are preaching pros- you know, continued prosperity and God's true word that I'm, I'm going to judge you for your unfaithfulness to him. So we come uh, to that in Jeremiah chapter 28. As, as always, uh, we don't always love the message we're hearing in scripture but we love the one from whom it's come and we love the the grace in which he warns us and the grace in which he calls us uh, you know to repentance and to restoration to hear his word both the comforting words and the words that are a bit discomforting and, and to allow him to continue to work by his spirit through them to transform us into the image of his son so when we pray we pray with that hope in mind and so cindy do you mind Lifting us up in prayer. I'm Paul, by the way, here with Cindy, David, and Matt. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cindy, why don't you pray for us? Sure. Uh, Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the way you have um, chosen to connect with us, Father, through your word and by your spirit. And Father, we just would pray that even now you would teach us what we need to know, Father, convict us of sin in the areas that uh, we need to look um very directly at and acknowledge and father give us the grace that we need to confess and to turn and to walk with you so please use this word um in ways to transform our hearts and to um continue to create us in the image of your son it's in christ's name we pray amen and jeremiah 28 In the fifth month of that same year, the fourth year, early in the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, the prophet Hananiah, son of Azur, who was from Gibeon, said to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priest and all the people, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, I'll break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years, I'll bring back to this place all the articles of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, removed from here and took to Babylon. I'll also bring back to this place Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the other exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, declares the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah replied to the prophet Hananiah before the priest and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. He said, Amen. May the Lord do so. May the Lord fulfill the words that you have prophesied by bringing the articles of the Lord's house and all the exiles back to this place from Babylon. 
Nevertheless, listen to what I have to say in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. From the early times of prophets who preceded you and me have prophesied war, disaster, and plague against many countries and great kingdoms. But the prophets who prophesied peace will be recognized as, the true, as those truly sent by the Lord only if this prediction comes true. And then the prophet Hananiah took the yoke off the neck of Jeremiah, uh, the prophet Jeremiah and broke it and said, Before all the people, this is what the Lord says, in the same way I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, off the neck of all the nations within two years. After this, prophet Jeremiah went on his way. After the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, Go and tell Hananiah, This is what the Lord says. You've broken a wooden yoke, but in its place you will get a yoke of iron. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I'll put an iron yoke on the necks of all the nations to make them serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they will serve him. I will even give him control over the wild animals. Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah, the prophet, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you. Yet you have persuaded this nation to trust in lies. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am about to remove you from the face of the earth. This very year you're going to die because you've preached rebellion against the Lord. In the seventh month of that same year, Hananiah the prophet died. Of course, I, you know, Jeremiah has prophesied it will be 70 years yeah, exactly. you know, before you return. Hannah and I said, no, 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 two years. Uh, it's just kind of like a small vacation. The articles will come back. The king himself, mm-hmm. you know, come back and, and we'll all, you know, live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, Hananiah does not get to live the two years, which would have proved him to be a false prophet. Uh, God executes the judgment himself. Uh, that the people are supposed to exercise on false prophets and uh, requires his life from him within two months of, of, of the time, you know, of, of this prophecy. Mm. I don't know, such an indictment in verse 15 um, when Jeremiah speaks to Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, yet you have persuaded this nation to trust in lies. And I just think, oh my gosh. Just the power of this particular um, false prophet, if you will, but just that which we need to um, diligently test and approve. I mean, it really does, you know, hits it hits hard on my heart as far as looking at that. No, and we've pointed out, you know, you know, continually, yeah. You know, Paul, you know, warns Timothy that this is a tendency we all have. Mm-hmm. We we like feel good messages coming, you know, from feel good preachers. You know that uh, you know keep us comfortable, mm-hmm. but God, in His grace, you know, is, is willing to make us uncomfortable so that we can find our ultimate comfort in Him mm-hmm. and in the work that He's doing in our hearts and lives. And and part of this discomfort, you know, will be uh, the uh, enactment of judgment against you know the nation of Judah. He's, he's called on them to repent. He's offered them the opportunity to turn back to Him in repentance and to know God's grace rather than God's judgment and really we shouldn't separate the two because God's grace is evident in judgment exactly. you know as well as it is you know in, in relenting you know from judgment mm-hmm. uh, but you have uh, you're getting down to the very critical point <laughs> and I love what you know I love what you know I love what 
you know, Jeremiah says whenever he prophesies, it, oh, Amen. Yeah. That, that would be, be great. that would be so nice. <laughs> uh, you know, but for thirty years now, and that's you know kind of our timeline. Okay. You know, for thirty years, Jeremiah's had you know the opposite message, and he's even you know we've seen him be a little bit cranky with God. Why yeah. have you done this to me? <laughs> you know, why have you put me in the middle of a nation with this kind of message? It's, it's almost like you deceived me. You called me to be your prophet, and this has not been any fun. Yeah. I said, God, yeah, that would be awesome. Let's see if that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what a I mean, what, man! What an interesting moment! Like Hannah and I was like, "Hey, two years got to bring us back," and Jeremy was like, "No, you're actually going to die really soon." <laughs> yeah, and two just months. I mean, to see uh, this theme of of false prophets, we've seen all throughout Jeremiah, we've seen throughout the prophets. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we see carried into the New Testament where mm-hmm. Jesus is, you know, rebuking people, saying, "You know, they they speak lies," you know, mm-hmm. and, and then we get to. Paul, as he's writing to the churches, and he tells you know the church mm-hmm. leaders to keep a close watch on your life and your doctrine. Doing so, you'll save both yourself, you know, and your listeners. And and mm-hmm. we do want to be people who, you know, who keep a close watch on our life and our in our doctrine. Mm-hmm. We want to speak faithfully, you know, that which the Lord has spoken to us. Yeah. Um, you know, because the the there's great stakes. You know? Yeah, we mm-hmm. we want to hear the Lord, and, yeah. and we've talked about that you know this week. You know. Already, whenever you know Paul is saying all scriptures God breathed, he's he's talking about you know the Old Testament scriptures which mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they fully possess. They've yet mm-hmm. to possess the New Testament documents as a whole, although they have scattered copies of them. Uh, he, he's talking about them, and he said all of these have the breath of God in them. They're useful in for teaching us. They give us instruction and rebuking us mm-hmm. and correcting us and training us in righteousness. So there is both a you know there is both a very gentle edge you know to scripture and a very hard edge to scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and so the first you know the first thing that uh, is incumbent on is just to hear the word of God, even when it makes us a bit uncomfortable. Matter of fact, e- even more so when it makes us a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that is God in His grace revealing sin, and every sin separates us from the full joy, you know, mm-hmm. of our, our walk with God. It, it is the thief that comes to kill, steal, mm-hmm. and destroy. Mm-hmm. No, Paul. You I mean you and I? Most of us around this table have talked about the little phrase before. You've said it, and I've used it often. Is if you listen to a teacher or someone, it, 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 is anything they're saying sound like Jesus or the Apostle Paul? And it, I mean, it's a shorthand for really just. And do we know the word and can we hear teaching and put it through the grid of the word of God and, and using it and, and using all aspects of the word of God to, to hear what's being taught or what's being said. And so oftentimes, yeah, we can get fooled because we don't know the word of God and okay, I guess that's right. Or we can also, if we do hope kind of the podcast is named to be shaped by the word and then yeah. have it guide us and inform us, then we can yeah. hear things and, and begin to process those and i mean but it is not easy i mean we have so much going on so no, many different voices no, it, in our culture it, it, it's podcasts. not you know we all resist the hard word yeah, yeah. you know anytime uh, you know a lot of times our friends will tell us things that we need to hear but we don't want to hear them and, and of course god is never being more of our friend when he said let me tell you the truth but also let me give you grace to walk into that truth and to be changed you know, buy it. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, that is the message and, and the offering of the prophets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, a message of hope when we should be, you know, looking very, you know, critically in ourselves, you know, can be, you know, something that distracts us from, you know, the deeper work that, you know, God wants to do. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you uh, close us yeah. with a word of prayer? Mm-hmm. 
Father, we do deeply ask that you would help us to be a people of the word, um, that we would take it in, and, and more than anything, that it would do a deep work in us, that we would know your word, know your heart, know your voice, um, know what you've called us to be and to do, and and in that, may you uh, transform us through your word to make us into your people, um, build us up, um, equip us, um, help us to look more and more um, like the vision you would have for your people. And uh, Father, we love you. We thank you that you are at work in us. May you continue to shape us and mold us. We pray us all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.